Uh, hey, it's Ross Baden with Roblin Public Radio. We're playing Microscope, which is a prelude to uh, Small Folk, uh, a Fate Core campaign setting. But we're we're creating more details about this particular version of Small Folk using Microscope. And Bill's writing it, so he'll explain things. I don't know what's going on. Yep. <laughs> okay, that, so Microscope is a storytelling game. It's a world-building game. And for any of you who might be listening... Um, who are story game enthusiasts and recognize that there are a certain number of things that I'm kind of negating the premise on. I'm using this to inform the campaign, you know, we'll be running later. So that's why I put the thumb on the scales and I apologize in advance. Um, so instead of like, normally this is very collaborative from the very beginning, but I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Start with a few things. So uh, the name of our history is going to be the history of the Camelot clans. Um, so this I've spent the last few minutes uh, sort of filling the players in on the basics. You know what? I'll come back to that. We should probably at least say who's at the table, even though there won't be characters. <laughs> no, we haven't talked yet. So. Like so I'll let you guys talk for a minute while I scribble some things down. Aaron's here. <laughs> and this is literally the game you can fraggle rock the shit out of. I, if I choose to fraggle rock the shit out of it, yeah, that's. He's Although, already been. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and put fraggle rock in the band column. Of the <laughs> yeah. That's why I said if I chose to, yeah. but I'm. I won't unless it, everybody else wants. You know. No, you do what you do. Yeah, just. I'm going with group consensus. No, here. I'm it's your choice, Aaron. Own up to it. Own up that you will inevitably try to rock this. But I mean, <laughs> see, that seems you're 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 trying to Faust a choice to onto me uh, or voice. Faust has moved to. I, know, I, I, I realized what I said. Mean voice. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Faust a choice. Yeah. <laughs> That's that works as well. It actually does. Yeah. <laughs> God uh, damn it! This week, and it's me. I'm that guy. Uh, who does that thing. No. It's so true. No, no, you are the you are the Faust, even though we have a Faust. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, You're so full uh, of shit. This is Jason. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to be going with a pikey build. He's already so excited. Yeah. There's not so much joy on his face, yeah. It's going to be great. Also, I'm here, Renee. <sighs> and I am here, too. Melissa. <laughs> it's really weird without characters to introduce. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I... I guess I haven't ever actually listened to uh, Irradiated Crawdad to know how you guys did. Uh, uh, yeah, we just talked. Yeah, yeah, for the quiet year, and that's yeah. yeah, a different game which has different mechanics. But again, yeah, 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 I, yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't have discrete characters. So, yep. um, all right. So, step one of Microscope is the big picture. Uh, you pick a concept for the history. It's supposed to be no more than a single sentence. So, just for anyone who's interested. Um, so like here are the examples that are in the core book just to get you guys thinking because uh, I'm limiting this in a certain way but like yeah. the example is the big picture humanity spreads to the stars for, and forges a galactic civilization fledgling nations arise from the ruins of the empire an ancient line of dragon kings dies out as magic fades from the realm um, ours is necessarily going to be somewhat more limited in scope uh, I'll talk later about how we're sort of using one of the microscope variants but um so here's basically what's going down. Uh, this is going to be the history of the community that all your player characters come from, um, leading up to some relatively short time before the campaign begins, probably a span of months at best. Um, so 
Uh, it is the Camelot clans uh, because I did a little research and um, I'm just going to go ahead and shove this together with the bookend periods. So um, overall, this is the history of a small folk community uh, in the Table Rock Lake Basin. Um, we're going to start the history with the uh, flooding Table. of the basin. Okay. So, so like I'm, here in Missouri. Yes. Okay. So before uh, before our history starts, the community was a bunch of you know disparate little communities. There are you know some small number of um, small folk living in every you know human household basically more than just a single family but still not a huge community probably no you know not 50 in a given house uh but you know like things happen uh in flood control and all that actually yeah we're gonna say table rock because it ends up being that but i actually want to start uh for time period purposes um with the 1913 flooding of the taney como basin okay. all right um so the beginning of her story is going to be um, <clears throat> how a community coheres out of all these disparate, smaller communities that were in individual houses. Um, and the reason we're calling it the Camelot Clans um, is because I did a little research, and you would be amazed the amount of abandoned stuff there is in Stone and Taney County, uh, things that never quite took off. For instance, there is the remains of a completely failed theme park uh, down, like, below Branson proper, down almost to Blue Eye, called Camelot. Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else has been on some urban explorer plans. <laughs> um... Branson is a weird place. So do small folk need to live in proximity to people? Uh, yes. As psychic emanations of humans. No. Um, well, technically, they probably could get away with not. It's sort of uncomfortable. Okay. And they like have to find a way to pivot from being scavengers to, you know, actually like sustaining making, yeah, their, own. making their own ecological niche. Yeah. Um, which doesn't tend to happen so much. Like, the core book itself kind of talks about, you know, there are some essentially extreme climate versions. Like, Nordic small folk are, sort of create communities that function more on their own. But for the purposes of this, actually for the purposes of this game, I'm going to say that, yes, it is important okay. that they live in proximity. Mm -hmm. uh, so we can't live in the abandoned theme park or whatever. Right. Um, and actually... We can't carnival souls this. <laughs> so what I'm going to go ahead and say... Um, so is everyone relatively clear about what we're talking about as a history? It's supposed to be fairly broad, but like you sort of understand where I'm going with this? Yeah, uh, now I'll just ask because mm -hmm. of knowledge that I should have living here all my life. For the flooding of Table Rock, is that was that the intentional flooding that created part of yeah. it? Or, okay. Yeah, so... So to show my research, there was a dam built uh, in 1913 uh, that dammed the White River, created Taney Como. That's a hydroelectric dam, yeah. uh, which is like Powersite Dam or something. Mm -hmm. um, Powersite. Yeah. yeah. 
and from that you sort of get the initial inrush um, of sort of lake traffic to the Branson and Forsyth area which is why you get like the older fishing resorts that tend to be more lake sport oriented then in the 50s uh, the Army Corps dams the White River further upstream which pushes it back and makes Table Rock which I believe is not a hydroelectric dam at all is just a sport lake um, has some like ecological impacts that actually like probably were bad but made Tanicomo technically better as a sport lake um, and that's like when you really start the ball rolling in you know the magnificent weirdness that is Branson um, <laughs> that's when there became mini golf <laughs> yeah pretty much and so many other things um, that's also like the year before uh, the year before Table Rock was uh, stopped up and started filling up. Uh, the Army Corps built a trout hatchery on Tanicomo, Shepherd of the Hills Trout Hatchery. So, like, those things together sort of, uh, yeah, brought that about. Anything further I can info down that? <laughs> no, that was, no, <laughs> I would like that. Okay. So, uh, just to draw your attention, um, right. So, what I am going to say, well, I'll talk about these. So, these are periods. Um, Microscope is a history game. It's a fractal history game. We're going to operate at a few different levels. This is a period level. Um, a period is sort of like the thesis of a chapter in a history textbook, right? So we're going, this is, aside from like the overall thesis, this is sort of the biggest thing we're going to look at. Uh, down from here, we're also going to see um, events and scenes. We'll talk about those in turn, uh, but just to, you know, sort of start the ball rolling on that. Um, we do have these two uh, periods already. We can make more periods later. So this bookends our history. Nothing comes before this. Nothing comes after. This is not a uh, chronologically sequential history game, right? If the next person to make a period sticks it right next to the end, that doesn't mean we're just stretching this space out from here on, right? If I talk about the thing that happens right before Camelot is demolished, um, which will be essentially the inciting in, or, well, yeah, it's going to turn into more or less the inciting incident for the campaign. Um, if I make something that happens as a period right before Camelot is demolished, the next person to make a period can go right after the flooding of Table Rock uh, to make the next thing. And is there any limit on how many periods we can have? No. Uh, there's no limit on how long, in theory, we could play this game. Okay. Just um, more or less until we're satisfied with yes. the community and, and mm -hmm. the timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... The other thing I will say is, like, there is a hard stop. I should let you write, because your writing is so much better than mine. <laughs> doesn't look like the scrawls of a spider on acid. Um, acid spider. So, uh, we're going to have, a, like, like I said, I kind of put my thumb on the scales here. Uh, there's a brief collaborative period, even when you're playing microscope straight. Uh, and then, at a certain point, we're going to shut the door of like cooperative collaboration and it's more sequential collaboration everybody takes their turn but you don't audition material from the table by and large what you want to put in the history is yours you own it um, people can dance around it they can do things with it before and after but if you say something exists it exists 
But to sort of establish some editorial control on that ahead of time, we're going to make a palette, okay? The palette uh, is composed of added things and banned things. Um, so banned things is the straightforward part, right? Things we don't want. So if you're playing a sci-fi setting where you don't want FTL travel, you ban faster than light travel. Added uh, serves sort of two purposes. Um, one, if you definitely want something in the setting. So if you definitely want the game to partially be about colony ships, you add colony ships. If somebody's already banned FTL travel, but you want hyperspace, you can add hyperspace back in. So it can be a small exception to a ban. Yes. Everybody kind of clear on what ads and bans do? And we do this in a round, right? Yes, although I'm going to rule out a couple of things uh, that are the basis for the way the setting book works. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to ban magic. Um, I'm going to ban small folk war. So that just, it's an important conceit of the Wayne Scott fantasy. Um, If, right, you can't have, like, standing army militarized conflicts and still maintain the veil, still maintain the masquerade. It just doesn't work. So um, So there can be violence, but not war. Yes. There can be skirmishes, but not protracted conflicts in that sort of way. I am going to add small folk magic. So what I'm saying here, essentially... Small folk are the only supernatural thing. I said that already in yeah, the, uh-huh. you know, what we were talking about before, but I wanted to add it explicitly. So with those three and having put my thumb firmly on the scales, okay. I'm going to start it around. So here's how this works. Uh, we each can add or ban something in turn, right? Whenever somebody declines to add something, when they feel like they don't have anything else they want to add or ban, that means we've started the final round, and it'll come back around, and everyone to Melissa will have one final chance to add something, and then I won't go again, and we'll be done with the palette. Okay. okay? And it doesn't really matter how much we end up with, right. as long as we do it. Okay. Right. Just keep in mind, you know, with six people, if we go too many times, it may get weird. Real weird. <laughs> um, so, um, the only other thing I'll say before I kick it over to Aaron is like, don't worry about this too much. Like, have to do things, but don't be afraid of doing things. Okay. Uh, because we're not just going to name things, we can talk about them, and I may, you know, we may ask each other to specify what we mean by that or something. And point of clarification, we don't need to worry about this somehow messing with the campaign. You'll compartmentalize that, and so we can kind of do whatever sounds fun tonight. Yes. And, then, yeah. and if there's something that doesn't work, I'll feel free to ignore it or, you know, challenge myself to incorporate it in some way. In the campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have I disclaimed enough? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Aaron, what do you want to add or ban? Uh, let's see. So, given just this area, um, let's add in uh, empathetic links to ant- the wild local wildlife. Okay. Animal connection. Yeah. Anybody, like, it's his, he gets mm-hmm. to do it, but is everyone fairly clear about that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that's kind of a subset of small folk magic. Right? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's not present in any of the stuff as written in the core, but I think it's you know one of the tropes that can be associated mm-hmm. with the yeah. subgenre. So I'm okay with bringing that higher in the mix. I tried to keep more to that. I didn't want to go like small person space program, <laughs> so. right? <laughs> Kerbal space program, the RPG. Right. <laughs> um, so, oh, I do have one question for yes. Aaron. Empathetic links, um, but with no magic other than small folk magic. Are we still ruling out talking animals? Uh, yeah, ruling out talking animals. This is just l- literally yeah. kind of... Well, I mean, it, it hasn't been added to our band yet, so someone no. else could do that. Right. I just wanted to make yeah, sure yeah. what That's he meant. Okay. Uh, dance-offs. Adding? <laughs> da- yeah. There need to be dance-offs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Conflict sure we banning dance-offs. No. Add them. That's how they solve problems. All right. <laughs> why do you want to make everything bring it on? Uh, why don't why you? That's the more important question. If you had a vaguely British set of like cliches to work with, why would you not try to bring step dancing high in the mix? Uh, yeah, Amen. just just yeah, uh, getting served. I mean, that that's... <laughs> Uh, we said you make you said there's all this stuff about British, but then you said it in the Ozarks in America, yeah. so mm-hmm. it's going to be Ozarks British comedy, so which is a rich tradition uh, <laughs> and it involves dance halls. All right, Jason. Hmm. I'll be honest. I'm drawing a lot of blanks. Like, okay. with what direction? Kind of uh, it thinks um, the the thing that helped me was thinking like, what kind of things do you want to see in the game, or do you not mm-hmm. want to see in the game? Like in terms of what our characters are going to going to be doing or not going to be doing. Mm-hmm. So right, uh, but unfortunately, my brain is clicking on the wrong cylinder, so I keep throwing up stuff that like I don't think is really relevant at all to the game, and I don't really want to jump into. <laughs> try it. We'll talk it out and see if we don't yeah, this land. This part is still collaborative. So uh, one thing, like, are there any things? in these kind of uh, fantasy things that annoy you. Like, one thing that I would like to, just as an example, ban would be, like, kids who know about uh, and talk to the small folk, because I hate the annoying, precocious <laughs> kids. Um, so, that that's, uh, you know, if kids know the truth, that kind of thing. The, um, or things about, like, how their society runs. Yeah. Um, would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could force a societal structure. Right. I mean, to a certain degree. Or like, oh, you're talking about pixies. Like that, that's the character. Like you could talk about something that you want the pixies to be like or not be like. Um, so you could or get to have. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. What do they have? Yeah. yeah. Like, what's their special thing? Um, I'm actually thinking. I'm going to play off of Aaron just a little bit, okay. and I want to ban, um, like, condemnation of like sport conservation. Okay. Uh, like every okay. Disney movie, the bad guy is always the freaking hunter. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I know we have <laughs> it, we have empathetic connection to animals, but at the same okay, time, okay. this is a lush okay. environment of like fishing right. and hunting. Okay, like, yeah. no, not ban hunting, ban no, people I'm, hating. I'm writing hunter hating. Oh, okay. Ban okay, Greenpeace, add Sierra yeah. Club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> writing people right? hating. Am I remembering okay. the Sierra Club right? They're still okay with. There sport. are hunter conservation. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, I would like to add um, elaborate networks of tunnels underneath mini golf courses. Okay. Mini golf tunnel network. Yeah. This makes me happy. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Um, I am also going to do an ad. 
to use food as currency. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's a very Midwestern thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, it's around a I recently read the Solidarity City thing, uh, newsletter, and they told me about all the new foods that were coming. Yeah. <laughs> They're all fried. Yeah. All the new right. foods of are course. fried this year. <laughs> well, <laughs> fried food is a Weird. Good to gold. <laughs> right? Maybe right. platinum. Crumbly it's gold. Hence the color. Yes. yes. <laughs> and it's got to be really hard for the sm- small folk to, bo- you know, fry things. To get fried food. Yeah. Yeah. That is dangerous as hell. Like, that is someone's specific job. Legends were told of the one ramen. The ramen pork order cooks <laughs> okay um so having laid out so much at the beginning uh yeah. i'm going to actually be a complete bastard about this and like count one of those as my turn because uh, i did enough three. to begin yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I else. all right um you've known it was coming <laughs> sorry heather was asking okay. some questions so um <laughs> um so we have the empathetic yeah so you have the connection, the dance-offs, many golf tunnels, <laughs> food is currency. Um, so you could think of something about the gremlins. You know, yeah, that's, you're obviously gonna that's true. So. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Stereotype much there, Ross? Yep. Uh, no, he just knows. Yeah. Based on historical precedents. <laughs> Pattern recognition. That's true. Yeah, yeah he's just a good friend. <laughs> oh, scare quotes. Good. <laughs> that was even worse. I know. I know. I, I, I was. You just so used to <laughs> looking all from birds there. Birds must be aimed at us. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see. Food is currency. Um, you could ban vaporwave. <laughs> That's important. Well, I mean, uh, all right. Otherwise, <laughs> I get to go next. <laughs> uh, actually, the uh, basements are uh, are underground fortresses. Okay. So okay. that are that are used to store and protect most of the uh, uh, most of the fried gold. <laughs> All right. Our underground larders full of potato wedges and chicken fingers. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and ban those precocious kids that can see small folk. Cause <laughs> those are hella annoying. <laughs> none of those. We don't have. You know, we don't have special children who can see them. Make we make no. None of that. No. None. It's Toy Story. Toy Story rules at a minimum. Just going to put special children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that doesn't mean the same thing as what Ross said. I just Because now he's immediately going to Cooper. Well, like, well, the well, kid no, in the helmet. Then. Glorious. There's only so much room on the card. Yeah, it is funny. It is funny. <laughs> um... Oh, man. You know, talking about your Hunter hating thing, you could add, like, 
Small folk team fishing. That could be a thing. Oh. Or fish would be like larger than the small I know this way it's a team. No, it's, it'd, be like team whaling. it'd be like whaling. whaling. Oh, like, God. <laughs> it would be like whaling. Oh, God. Whale noodling. Whale noodling. Go for Moby, oh, Moby Rainbow oh, Trout. Oh. This game is going to derail really bad. Yes, I mean, if food is a currency, this guy could be. Yeah. Uh, to get a whole fish. I want to add... Bluegrass music is long distance communication. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Like oh, that's pretty inspired. Like signaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear banjos are so running. <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be more that's obviously the danger one, but there's gotta right. be other songs. Must oh, make for it sure. to safety before drums stop. Sa- no, I see if, if we what do happens this- when the drums stop. <laughs> Very bad bass solo. <laughs> no, see, if that happens, I wouldn't have the right to play uh, Iron Horse's uh, Enter Sandman every single time something bad's happening. That's pretty good. That's yeah. a pretty good choice. Yeah. <laughs> I want to ban the use of like current human level technology, yeah. cell phones, any sort of like ability for mm. them to. So where's your cutoff there? Current like what like do you mean? Um, how about just ban computers? cell phones? Okay. Because they can use they can use actual human computers, okay, but not like they don't have their own tiny. Oh, there's no, oh, small no, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, no okay. small folk size computers. Yeah, right. no small folk size computers are like technology like this. Okay, okay. so um, let's let's dig that a little deeper, which is fine. I mean, yeah, that's definitely in keeping. Um, so, do they have a problem like when we when we're dealing in that era? Do they have some sort of problem using uh, smartphones because touchscreens are capacitive? Yes, they, I would think they way... would have to have problems. Okay. It would be harder for them to use It would be them. a team effort. You have to get one, they yeah. have to get one of those gloves. Like, you know. mm-hmm. to, or like okay. three people together sure. to, yeah. make, okay. to make it to make work enough contact. Like, yeah. So by the same token, if they wanted to, if they needed to use a computer for something, it would be a group effort because you'd have like four people moving Jumping the on the keys. And, okay. Yeah, Yeah. no small folks. Yeah, so it's things. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. I like oh. um, I'm going to add... Just as a society structure, small folk royalty. Royalty like actual kings and queens or like royalty like celebrity? Both. So think the more British royalty. What I'm thinking is small folk are really into titles. Is is it nominal? Nobility. Nobility. Is it nominal or is it do they actually have power? Like the current queen and king. Is it a constitutional monarchy? (laughs) (laughs) What kind of basis of a government? I'm thinking more just societal than nominal and societal clout. Okay. Like influence. This game about class warfare needs to be explicitly stated we have class warfare. (laughs) So so we're having Ozarkian Gremlin Downton Abbey. I mean if you consider that the, the roots of hillbillydom are the Scots Irish, right? Yeah, we're in good territory. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, I'll have an ad this round. Feuds. We're going to have. We already know like, how those are resolved. Internecine too. feuds. <laughs> By also like yeah. dance offs and other means. Yeah. Like just because you add something doesn't oh, mean it's the it's only. The we can work around it. Okay. Right? Whatever. When we get to <laughs> You can not work around dance-off whenever he wants to. It's true. I'm going to min this. The great dance-off to determine the... He can do scene after scene of splitting of the clans. (laughs) All right. 
No, I was actually thinking about that, Bill, so... <laughs> okay. We needed a little bit of that. Yeah. Feuding. Yes. <laughs> all right. So you already Jeff, have feuding. all the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Feuds and dance fights. These <laughs> <laughs> those circles overlap. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Hmm. <laughs> Ban Yakov. <laughs> Ban that silk filled. <laughs> All right. Add Shoji. And then... Uh, Add Shoji. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Where do we stand on the impersonator theater line? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just for the rules, too, because that... Um, if we're going by the, bow, the borrowers or... Um, or Arate just saying like can like stealing uh, at least gaining power or stuff to use from the people like taking electricity in some form. Okay, um, um, like, yeah, that's that's fine. Do you want to boil that out in larger direction? Like I've thought about the word scavenger tack. Yeah, see, like, I was scavenger thinking, punk. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying to think. Scav uh, punk. Yeah. As an app. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Actually, so if that. Um, oh shoot, that's going to be with the small technology. We can't do that. So, um, or but remember, you can do a small mm, exception to a ban. Well, I was about to say. Well, in this case, the exception retrofit technology so that they yeah. can have a motorized skate, uh, a motorized skate. Or oh a yeah, I'm not against motors. Okay, like that's not part of the that's not part of the anti tech. I'm against you want uh, electronics. Electronics. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. So Tiny this is Apple yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is, <laughs> although I mean, a full size Apple Watch might be really helpful. They would have, they would have yeah. stolen it though, yeah. and like yeah. yeah, they didn't make it themselves. So in this exactly. case, Tiny Punk it's is probably the best mirror. one. <laughs> so Mad, okay. Mad Max Tiny Road. Yeah. So and keep in mind, you're not compelled to like if nobody else has skipped. I'm probably going to, skip, going to this skip this route, time, which yeah. means we would still go the rest of the way around uh, unless someone skips. Anyway. Oh no, I go yeah, McMansions. Add those. Add them. Oh, <laughs> no. Okay, so are they McMansions to tiny folk scale, or are we actually dealing? Can we with... have both? Can we? Can they live? Um, in, in, or I mean, maybe just the big. Okay, no houses. human man McMansions. That's where okay. the nobility lives in McMansions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Big ugly sure. McMansions with asymmetrical windows and <laughs> ceilings that make no sense. And you had peak Ross Payton. <laughs> God, we're like one. She's got some passion. There's so many chandeliers, guys. She's got some passion. this with the solo jazz pattern. And we'll be done. <laughs> Actually, There's so many chandeliers. Can't the and they make no sense. Oh no, they can live. They can live in a McMansion in one made of solo cups. Uh, no, that's 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 the little people. That's the little to the, the the whole aesthetic McMansions. <laughs> a solo cup is practical and useful. A McMansion is neither. <laughs> I, 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 I can't think about it since we said it. Add trout whaling. I want that. I want trout whaling. <laughs> so also keep in mind, none of these have to come up. Right. Again. Yeah. I'm like, good. It's just I mean, too I'm, good. I, I pass. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pass as well, so All that'll right. be that. So that's the round. Um, that's quite a list. Yeah. Oh, God. So that's our palette. We did that. Uh, <laughs> this McMansions. turned into Unknown Armies. Might as well just tag it with you did it and call it a day. Um, right. So uh, now we make a first pass. So things are going to happen. Uh, light dark. Light dark. I need to talk about that. Yeah, you might be wondering what this is about. Um, these first two periods, the flooding of Table Rock and uh, the Camelot Demolished, 
period, uh, you might notice there's a big circle on there, and one of those I have inexpertly shaded in. Um, <laughs> shaded. So, oh hush. <laughs> so, at every level of the fractal, period, event, and scene, uh, the last thing we're going to do with it is determine what tone it has, whether that tone is light or dark. Okay? Which doesn't mean anything as far as a game trapping goes. Nothing happens as a result of that. This is a pretty, like, mechanically slim game. It doesn't have any mechanical effect. It's just a matter of making that decision, right? What was the overriding tone of this portion of the history? Um, Pretty much after we do the next step, uh, cooperation has ended. Um... But establishing tone is always cooperative. Um, It's also always the ultimate decision of the person who owns the current creation. But we talk about it. Okay. Okay? Um, So I went ahead and filled in these first two just as an example. Um, And just sort of to characterize uh, sort of the big arc of the history. So flooding of Table Rock is dark. Uh, I chose it to be dark because, sort of what we said, um, things about, you know, this used to be a lot of smaller-sized communities that because, um, you know, essentially all this land was getting flooded out and the transformation from sort of dirt-poor farmland into this sort of, you know, lake sport culture means that a bunch of families had to condense into essentially like living in resorts and theme parks and stuff. Um, so the sociological issues that come up with that and lead to things like small folk royalty and dance fighting and <laughs> feuds uh, make that a dark period in the history. But at least they got the trout whaling. But at least they have trout whaling. Nice. At least I have chicken. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, on the other end, uh, when Camelot is demolished, it might seem like an odd choice to characterize that as light. But what I'm going to say about that... Um, the reason it's light is because they knew it was coming. Uh, they knew when people stopped coming that they needed to start looking for a new place to be. And so, yes, they lost their old home, but unlike this, where it came almost as a surprise, and so many people had to essentially do it unplanned, uh, this was a community move that was orchestrated. It's still disruptive, but they did it together. They did it right. Um, and so, um, I'm going, what we're going to do now, we're going to go once around the table. We're each going to make either another period, which does not need this bit down at the bottom, but essentially you tell about what period you're going to make. You give it a max of one sentence name, and then we work together with the creator having the ultimate decision as to whether it's light or dark. Or you can make an event. I'm going to go ahead and make an event, uh, to help help demonstrate uh, event creation. Um, wow. Sometimes double-cap pins <laughs> don't work as planned. So, um, I'm going to make an event in the Camelot Demolished period, and I'm going to make the event first scouting party sent out. So, like I said, the period is about, you know, they knew it was coming, This was a coordinated move. So that means they had to send scouts to find out where was unoccupied. 
Um, <clears throat> Have we gone into the uncollaborative phase? No. When does that happen? Um, after this round. Okay. Good to know. So an event is pretty simple. Uh, an event happens on a card sideways. Um, so can you kind of like tell the the hierarchical difference? Um, I still need that. I'm trying to show them where it goes. Oh, there. I'll show them that in a minute. Right. <laughs> so just like a period, an event has a tone. Um, so... My inclination, uh, one, just to kind of push the envelope a little bit, uh, I don't know if that's actually the appropriate phrase, but whatever, um, is to make it dark. Uh, notice that I said first scouting party sent out. So um, maybe it didn't go so well. Maybe it didn't go so well. I'm not going to specify how. Uh, that's too deep in. But, you know, kind of because we're in a light period, um, I'm going to go ahead and make the event dark. So does everyone kind of have an intuitive grasp of how an event is a different step on the hierarchy from a period? Any questions? Any misgivings? Can I make it more clear? If we're making an outline, it's like A. Yes. Yeah. This really is just a three-tier outline. Yeah. It's like I do this for a living. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, when I was thinking about introducing this, this may not be helpful to anybody, but to me, this is an analytical level statement. Sure. This is a big picture something happening. This is a discrete, like, it's an event. It is, mm -hmm. this is a story. This is what happens in a bunch of stories. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Okay. So, Aaron. Make a period or an event. Mm, let's see. Um... Oh, yeah. No, good oh. point. I forgot one thing. Oh. So I said uh, that we are doing... Um, we're doing a variant of Microscope. This variant is called Chronicle. Uh, microscope, you might have noticed from the like other intros I read, tends to focus on a bigger historical scale than this. Uh, we're somewhat limited in doing this, but I wanted to fit the rest of what we wanted to do with it. Chronicle uh, dials in a little more. With Chronicle, you can do the history of a city or an organization or something like that a little more adeptly. The only difference is when you make the first event in a period, you also have to make an anchor character. All you have to do is give them a name and how they relate to the period. So, um, first I'm going to excuse myself, uh, because the thing this <laughs> most resonates with in my mind is Terry Pratchett, um, specifically the, like, Young Witch YA novels, uh, which have the, uh, Knack MacFiegel, the We Free Men, uh, essentially tiny angry Scotsman, uh, and when I try to think of names for small folk, all I get are ripoffs of his stuff. Um, so my anchor character is going to be Wee Willie Big Chin. <laughs> Feel free to not or yes make characters with similar names. Uh, but he is uh, the leader of the first scouting party. And he is long on enthusiasm, 
short on brains. It's probably why the first scouting thing is a dark time. <laughs> short on brains, we really big chin. So, um, the... So that's how you make an anchor character. Give them a name, uh, relate them somehow to the period that they're landing in. We get one anchor character for every period. They happen when the first event happens. Oh, okay. Every event in the period needs to relate in some way to the anchor character. They don't have to be present for it, but their influence needs to be felt on it. So the son of... Right, we really big chin could be right. Right. a character, or he's the only you know. If somebody later, uh, you know, if we had run through a scene, um, like <clears throat> there could be, we could talk about the second party, mm-hmm. the second scouting party, but it would have to do with you know, if we knew if he had survived. Uh, what advice did he give them? If we knew that he died, did they find his remains? And so, what, how does that matter? When the next person like creates <clears throat> an <throat> event for this, uh-huh. and say they do the for second scouting party, they say like how it yeah. relates mm-hmm. back. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, you get to choose that. So, with that said, uh, we can move on. Aaron, okay, go ahead. So this is going with the events afterwards. And or I can put them after you can, you can make a period, which is vertical, or an mm-hmm. event, which is horizontal. Okay. Let's pull an event. A scene. A scene. A scene. Which we haven't right. done yet. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, we won't do scenes right now, but okay. I'll go ahead and spoil just a little bit. Um, scenes are about posing a dramatic question about the event and role-playing out. We actually will freeform role-play as a group. Uh what happens, like, the answer to that question. So sort of the one that's given So what happened to we really, yeah. Right, Yeah. would be, would be a scene. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened to the first character. scouting party okay. would be kind of the that. same one. Okay. Uh, the one, we'll not get into that too deep right now, because mm-hmm. scenes okay. actually cover that's a lot of territory. Okay. So, that's pretty Okay, so... That's... Talk about it first, then write about it. Okay. That's advice I would give. It's not hard and fast, but I think we'll be better off. If we're oh, no, and I want to make sure this is going through. But I think there could be a light period specifically of after, right after the flooding okay. of Table Rock. So I guess it would be under. No. That would be periods. Or no, there. periods. Okay, that would be periods. Periods are below periods. So, um... So, uh... So I'm thinking the migration. Uh, it's like following the migration of the uh, of the colossal trout. That this could be light and finding uh, finding the way to the first new land after the flooding. So, so, so what are you like? Well, okay. So the first when, that, when, that, when the dam was yeah. built, basically that flooded out several towns. Yeah, and mm-hmm. where the small folk were living. <laughs> so that's why they had to. That's right. why it was bad. Because they had to leave. Yeah, absolutely. So this so would. So then be... they found and started building a new town. Mm-hmm. So like a, yeah. a resettling period. Yes, is what you're talking about. absolutely. Okay. A resettling from the first homes before Camelot. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, follow. Well, it's like following the trail of the colossal trout. So. All right. So, but since this is good, this is going to be write light. It, no, write it. Uh, like that. Like yeah, that. it's got to oh, vertically. Okay, yeah. Yeah. vertical. Okay, so. so no one. Let's see. What? Mm-hmm. We don't have to wait for him to write if you know yours. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, obviously, 
the if Camelot is demolished, it had to have been built. So uh, the construction and settlement of Camelot hmm. mm-hmm. uh, is the thing to put in next. Uh, and that's obviously a good thing because they settled it. Uh, construction. Settlement. Alright. What did we get? Uh, We've got following the trail of the colossal trout, which which was the migration. Migration What was the colossal trout? Uh, that's where I was thinking about that they've since they flooded, they were actually once they moved to new land following the path of the new fish that were actually in the the lake. That was my chance of being poetic and (laughs) that's about as good as I'm getting. Alright. All right, so then a lot of light. I'm going to do a dark period. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so remember that, like, you can go ahead and call that as an audible right now, but like, remember that you are supposed to solicit. Oh, yeah. Like you can you can do what you so, want, but maybe don't start from that corner. Right, right. So I'm going to start the period of the Bogdan. Hague Brown Water Feud, which was, <laughs> which was a time period of uh, kind of a, a back and forth between the kind of the, the the nobility. I think is the term we've come to of the <laughs> fishing community and okay. kind of their their control of the trout whaling and kind of the push of um, uh, you know a lot more of the more agricultural, like the farmer mm-hmm. um, clans wanting to okay. get involved and actually be, you know, get in on the money-making as, you know, as the fishing industry took off and, you know, we've discussed, you know, frying and whatnot and fish fries, you know, became a mainstay of, like, Ozark yeah, cuisine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So this is before Camelot, I guess? No, I think this will be after the start of the construction okay. of Camelot. As like, okay. Okay. I feel like with kind of where you've kind of got that, pl- you know, with kind of this notion of like mm-hmm. lost home, migration, build home, right. then well, starts coming so kind, of, kind of the, the coming together of clans start bringing them together in sure. like issues. In Camelot, yeah. So, yeah, so kind of control. So just echoing back, I have a question about this. Like, yeah. The human construction yeah. and then the small folk settlement yes. of Camelot. Okay, yeah. just clarifying. Yeah. There's okay. One right there. She can use the computer chair. <laughs> so, what are you calling that, Jason? It is the Bogdan Hague Brown water feud. Do I agree? That's a dark time. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. The Bogdan Hague Brown. Water Hague feud. Brown water feud. Say that was a dark time. time. <laughs> Say that five times real fast. <laughs> It's one of the reasons why it's so dark. We can't even say it. Alright, Nay. That's me. Okay, I have a question. Can I... And you can tell me no, but I want to um, create an event which is the second and third scouting parties sent out, but you can tell me no. Yeah. You, there's no reason you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, I am going to ask, though, sure. why second and third? Willie led them. He just kept going? He kept trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so is it one well, event because they went out 
simultaneously? No, nope. they went out and then they failed and they went out, out again okay. and failed. Maybe the second one was really <laughs> short. Like it's tech only technically the second one because they forgot their lunch and they came right back. I love that. And then that. Um, <laughs> not quite that short. Or maybe they got like lost. A and got day and a half. Okay. Like and they got turned around and then came back. Okay. <laughs> so they just technically counted it as a second, but it's the same people. <laughs> okay, so well, yeah, the the fine end of that kind of sucks. Yeah, I can use the big end. Uh, I, I'm doing a thing. <laughs> um, I mean, you could let her, you know, finish. I thought she did. Um, did we? Did you talk about tone on that? Oh, um, it's gonna be dark. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, the whole experience of, of Wee Willie Big Chin being in charge of anything was just a dark time. For yeah. So, is it, does Willie just give everyone who goes with him a red shirt? Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically. And he also wears one. Well, he clearly it's not effective because he's not. Well, it's it's fine if you're in engineering. <laughs> you just can't go. <laughs> But keep surviving these uh, scouting trips. It's because he pushes other people in front of him. <laughs> wow, this is getting dark very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to do an event. Okay. Um, underneath Jason's uh, feud. water feud. Brown. Yeah. So we're going to call this the first fish fry. And this is when the small folk are introduced to the wonders of fried fish and the realization that they now have it in potential abundant supply. And this is where there begins to be some discussion about things like fried fish rights and um, who has access when on what days to the the fishing spots um, and things like that. So the first fish fry... So you need a character for that, right? I do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna propose that this is actually a light event uh, because oh, yeah. I mean, oh. like this was a party. Yeah, like, this was, this it was is, enlightening. Yes, <laughs> like well, and also this Hello. is like small folk crack the fried fish. This is very very exciting. Um, so we're just gonna call this the light time. Trying to get this ball. Okay, so who's your? Yeah. Oh, I gotta name a person. Uh-huh. Um, so. I'm going to think of a name, but... Flatic. Flatic Dougal. Dougal. Yeah, you got it. I, 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 yeah, horizontal. Yeah. Um, whoever this guy is, he's the master of ceremonies. Um, and he loves more than anything long speeches. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, his name would be Master McNougal. I like that. <laughs> Okay. Is Master his given name or his title? No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so um, <clears throat> that ends the initial round. Yeah, so we are past the cooperative part. Now we're into the collaborative, but singly collaborative part. So we change things up. What? That made no sense, but keep going. Keep going. Everybody has to do their own thing now. They're like, There's aside no from setting tone, you don't discuss it. Okay. Mostly we did it right. Uh, like, nobody was really asking for input. 
No. But like, aside from, yeah, aside from obeying the bands, like, let your imaginations run wild at this point. Um, Do, do, do. So there's one more thing. Uh, So we do this in rounds, kind of like we just did, but with a bit more. Uh, Each round we're going to have a lens that's going to move around to the left. The lens each round picks a focus, um, which they kind of get to do things related to, but it's essentially something they want to see come up more in this round of history creation. Um, So I'm going to say that for this round, um, the focus is dance-offs. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Um... So I get to go first. The lens gets to go first and last in the round. So they start. goes all the way around. Like, the lens gets to make a bunch of stuff if they want. Okay. They can actually not just make one but two events if they make nested events. So if I made a period and an event within that period, or if I made an event and a scene in that event, okay. I can do that. Um, I'm not going to. Uh, but... I am going to um, go ahead and make an event about dance-offs because there really is no other way to settle the Bogdan Haybrown feud (laughs) than uh, the great... H&B dance-off of... um, 87. <laughs> Which, of course, you know, Master McDougal presided over. Naturally. Uh, mm-hmm. He was, he was also the chief, de- yeah, the chief judge. Um, <laughs> he was the only one able to determine who it was that had, in fact, been served. Uh, <laughs> Which he gave a very long speech about. Yes. <laughs> um... So, I don't have a particular way picked about the tone on this and the tone, like... Yeah. So, um, like, I don't want to subvert too much by putting exclusively light events under a dark period. Um, So, I guess it's sort of how wacky, like... So was it a dark who, dance-off? Who should, yeah, who, who should we say one? Like, we're not, and, and how do we we're not wanna, there yet. Oh, yeah, we're not there yet. We that could be a scene oh, okay. within the event. Um, actually, all right, yeah, we're not there yet. But, yeah, there's no reason not to. I'm going to go ahead and use my ability to... Uh, nest. To, yes, to nest it, and I'm going to go ahead and call a scene for that. Ooh. Um Oh, but we still haven't determined dark or light on this. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually not going to make the scene who won. Um, so I'm going to make the scene who embarrassed themselves the most <laughs> <laughs> at the Bogdan. Hey Brown. Hey Brown. Hey Brown. Hey Brown. <laughs> I keep expecting one more H in that. That's <laughs> an I. themselves most 
at the dance-off. Okay, um, so when you make a scene, uh, you can just declare a scene. Um, you can dictate a scene, which is you just you pose a question and then you give the answer to that question. But that's the boring way. Um, the more fun way is to role-play it out, so that's what we're going to attempt to do. Um, so to do that, I need to do some things. First off, I need to set the stage. Yes, because uh, we've already established the question, who embarrassed themselves most at the dance-off? Um, now, the important thing when framing a question for a scene is to recognize exactly what you're asking. I have not said in what way someone was embarrassed, I have not inherently limited who embarrassed themselves the most. Uh, just that someone is embarrassed the most. That quasi implies that everyone is slightly embarrassed. Um, I'm going to say that it happened in the Camelot Ballroom. Which, obviously, uh, was sort of the grand entrance hall area of the Camelot theme park um, and was where the Camelot clans got together after hours uh, to settle matters. Um, we already know that it's happening in 87. Um, well, but like the time of day? Uh, it's, it's night, so yeah. Um, because they should only be about, this mm -hmm. is, you know, mm -hmm. after the hard masquerade, so right. this won't be when anybody could be around to see it, especially not any precocious children. We don't have um, special children. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to say, like, this is a meeting of the clans to settle something. Like, this is the end of the feud. Um, this is, like, the, like, there's been conflict, there's been physical altercations, there's been, you know, screaming, wailing, fighting, mm -hmm. drink-offs, what have you. But uh, someone, like... One of the parties, Brown, High Brown, or uh, Hague Brown, or Bogdan, I just can't make it happen, <laughs> has gone that extra mile, has decided this needs to, to come to an end, and they have served the other party. Uh, so everyone is there. Um, <clears throat> they've stolen little tea lights that they've lit up uh, to light this place, because normally it would be dark, because it's the 80s and it's after hours. Um, let's see. So, yeah, it's lit by tiny flickering candlelight. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's the end, it's like, um... Which are actually more like bonfires. Yes, <laughs> proportionally. Yeah. Um, no one's standing too near. So, like, if you took, uh, say a space, uh, I'll go for it. Um, okay, like, we've all been to Silver Dollar City. I know most of you listeners haven't, but meh, whatever. Um, <laughs> deal with you're it. You're lost. Deal with it. Yeah. Really? Really, you're yeah. lost? <laughs> yeah, like, really? Yeah, Silver Dollar City's it's fine. It's a fun place. Yeah. There are like, worse. Paul. I still think it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> Season pass holder right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not far away. And, yeah, at any rate. Um, so, yeah, if you imagine, like, the gazebo area there... Okay. Um, but like the entire area, not just the gazebo itself, but like all the grandstand around it and probably like the ice cream shop behind that all under one roof. Well, so clearly there are, there's concessions. Yes, <laughs> clearly there are concessions. Um, 
But like, so it is wall to wall with small folk. I mean, it's just crawling. Like it's the eighties, so it probably can't be a rave, but it, it would be. Been. Yes, I mean, because scale wise to them, this might as well be a giant industrial warehouse. Um, but instead of EDM, they have bluegrass. So do we bluegrass. do we each choose a character? Uh, first, I get to determine if there are any characters that must be there or are banned from being there. Um, so I'm going to say that obviously Master McDougal must be there. Can't take the dance off without the master. Yeah. And we're going to, I'm going to try to make this one uncomplex. Um, so I'm going to go with obvious stuff. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, how about Rob Haig Brown is the leader. Rob anybody, Haig Brown. And uh, Jacques Bogdan. Jacques Bogdan. <laughs> That's a very absurd. They're the respective <laughs> leaders. Um, Bogdan or Bogdan. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm going to. So you can also ban by group. Uh, so I am going to ban the trout whalers uh, because it is peak trout whaling season and they are all out on the hunt. Yes. Um, So no trout whalers. This was decided without them. Um, Wouldn't they just call it trouting? No, trout whaling. Uh, Okay. Maybe in the At least in the year of 87. Sorry, did we forget to ban portmanteaus? (laughs) (laughs) You can't add anything now. That's where I'm flipping the table. Okay, so um, I actually... So at this point, uh, we each go around and choose up characters. Um, You can be, you know, you can invent secondary characters to be in the scene. Uh, You can just say that you're essentially going to play background NPCs. But, um, yeah, everybody can choose a character. If you feel that it is particularly time-sensitive, you can choose to play the narrative sense of time. Um, So if you... For, I guess this would be a time-sensitive thing because they have to finish it before the first shift comes in in the morning. If someone wants to play time, nobody has to. Um, so, Would the person playing time just say, all right, this scene's in now or it's getting closer to ending or something? They try to imply things okay. to move the scene along. I see. So, um, yeah. So, Aaron, is there a character you'd like to play? Uh, let's see. Because Master Greek Duel, Roger Brown, plus, uh, that one. Um, yes, I'm going, will, will going, I will be adding in, uh, Flashdance Frank. Okay. Uh, who will be competing for, uh, as a third party dark horse with the electric slide. Okay. Um, all right. Eventually, I'm going to ask for explanation. On that. <laughs> uh, I guess somebody has to be Master McDougal, so I'll be Master McDougal. All right. Um, I guess I'll be Rob Higbrown. I'm going to be Bert Higbrown, who is Rob's eldest son. Okay. Okay. Um, I will be Mrs. 
Jacques Bogdan. Okay. Who does the whole lot of yelling from the sidelines. All right. <laughs> um, I guess I require Jacques Bogdan, so I'll be Jacques Bogdan. <laughs> um, so, okay. <laughs> you know what? Now, I think we just need to roll with it. I need to not ask you questions. Uh, so whatever the hell you're That's doing. Yeah, you'll get more answers. Um, yeah. That's, you don't want right. that. See, this is where you turn it over to Master McDougal. Right. Well, one more thing. Uh, before we actually start uh, the role playing, there's one more step. Uh, we go through a step, a phase called reveal thoughts. So. You need to tell about what your character is thinking just before this scene starts. Uh, okay. So, Aaron, <laughs> what is Flashdance Frank thinking just before the dance-off starts? They've ignored my moves at every turn. I will show them all up. Okay. Vindication. <laughs> that Flashdance flash Frank does one illegal move, his ass is out of here. <laughs> I'm so close to banning this sick film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <sighs> if I can't beat that Jacques, then all the families forever will be banned from this by him and his ilk. <laughs> I have to win. <laughs> Jackie Bogdan is the most beautiful creature I've ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Wait, who are you? I am Bert Hagbrown. Okay, then. <laughs> Who's Jackie? Is that Mrs. That would Jacques? be... No, that would be the eldest daughter. Oh, okay. Oh. Oh. Good to know. Girlfriend, Romeo and Juliet. Of course, we had <laughs> to get that going. Yeah. Star-cross lovers. <laughs> Uh, that bird better not touch my Jackie. <laughs> Why did we have to be a gendered species? <laughs> no, that doesn't work out. Um, no, just leave it. Why couldn't we reproduce by budding? Why couldn't we reproduce by budding? So, okay. Here are the notes, really quickly, on how to roleplay the scene. Uh, we are always moving towards answering the question, right? So each thing that we do should be trying to answer who is embarrassed the most. Who embarrassed themselves most. Um, so roleplay what your character does and thinks. If someone tries to do something to your character, you get to describe the outcome. Okay? Shape the world by describing what your character perceives and how they react to it. Okay? So you can call audibles on elements of the setting, but in terms of your character's perception and what they think or do about it. Um, and if we need secondary characters, just like Aaron bravely charged ahead for us, just introduce them as needed. Uh, don't negate somebody else's premise. You can't say what somebody else's character does or thinks. Mm -hmm. There is a conflict resolution mechanism if somebody calls an audible about some element of the world and you have a different idea. Um, so that's available. If we get to that, we'll not talk about it right now. So, um, yeah. I guess we go for it, uh, Master McDougal. All right, dancers to the floors. And as you know, first off, no illegal dance moves. Uh, we've had enough problems and riots in the past, uh, too. And now that we're in the finals, um, all dancers uh, must choose 
uh, one thing to uh, handicap themselves. It's no longer just dancing now. It's a test of determination and willpower and spirit. I'm so meta, even this acronym. Yeah. <laughs> what is this Hunger Games bullshit? Uh, so again, one long, one illegal move, and you're out of here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna clean, you know, uh, you know, f- dance off. None of this dirty or illegal dancing of any kind. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Hold on, he put it in the corner again. Um, <laughs> Alright. The uh, the Bogdan clan will dance beltless. Okay, if, uh, if acceptable handicap. Um, points off, or if, you, if, you're, if your pants uh, uh, drops even a single inch uh, below the waist, as is our tradition. Uh, and the Hague Brown clan will dance barefoot. Oh, yes. With all the uh, many crumbs of fried foods on these fours, sharp as glass. Uh, <laughs> sitting out in the sun all day. And yet slick. <laughs> uh, and yet slick. It will be an agony on you. And for you, flash dance Frank. Old strategy, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> what handicap are you choosing? I'll take off my leg warmers. It'll only make me faster. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I don't s- see that as I'm so sorry. <laughs> don't be on it. <laughs> By the rules, I guess I have to accept it. <laughs> Although it doesn't feel the same as the other dancers. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> are there any fun? No, uh, the audience, we must remain calm, and uh, we will have no interference. Uh, that's illegal, illegal, very legal to interfere. And there will be no sub. There will be no sub dance offs in between the audiences to settle side disputes. <laughs> there will only be one dance off at a time and under regulations. Yeah, all right, and no Starcross lover. Uh, you know, courtships. Uh, at least hear that, Bert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I was thinking it. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> Jacques Bogdan uh, will stroll out the middle of the floor and observe that it is indeed covered in uh, formerly delicious fried food crumbs giving it a rainbow sheen of oil uh, clad or you know still meaningfully shod uh, he will begin a uh, intricate and uh, difficult to duplicate or reproduce uh, set of step dance maneuvers uh, trying to play to his now shod strengths and his higher traction <laughs> hold on to your trousers Yes. Fortunately, step dancing means you're trying not to move your arms, so nobody really notices how desperately he's holding uh, the top of his uh, pantaloons. Um, well, Rob Hagenbrown uh, responds in kind with the, uh, with the Kamala, which is a very simple dance that just r- relies purely on foot speed and slowly spinning in circles with intricate feet movement, <laughs> which... His well-worn and toughened feet from years working the plow allows him to not be shredded <laughs> as, as he moves into into the thousands of RPM range. And also the oil gives him a slight advantage as he's able to pick up speed. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Gives to resemble a spinning top. Yes. 
Flash Dance Frank taking his uh, cues from the uh, the the legends he saw of a, a king of pops begins to do his walk of the moons around there, constant backwards, although forgets to look behind him, realizing that he really wanted some more of that speed powder that he found in his in the old house he used to live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and manages to catch the edge of a no, it's like edge of one of the crumbs going circling on onto his back and the side, which looks a lot like a breakdancing maneuver, so he's trying to roll with it, but belly flops right onto the floor. And that's an illegal dance move, and you're out of here. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. uh, his trajectory is, you know, inalterable at this point, and he's headed directly to the main contestants, uh, about to bowl them over. Look out! <laughs> <laughs> Who will dodge the cocaine-fueled nobody? (laughs) I'm okay with him taking both of us down and the resolution essentially being that this has been a silly feud all along. And who embarrasses the embarrassing He embarrasses. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. Right before. You are welcome. Right before that happens, uh, Bert wants to yell, I love you, Jackie! To um, Jackie uh, Bogdan. And Jackie is going to look at him super confused and be like, who are you? Mrs. <laughs> 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 just smiles. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. What is that ringing? Oh, it's Bert's cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer to the question is we have two winners. <laughs> Footloose Frank and also and Bert. Flash <laughs> hands, Frank. Flash head, Frank. Okay. Uh, last and most strange. You might have been slightly better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So he resolved it in possibly the best possible way, <laughs> but also embarrassed himself. Yes. <laughs> and Bert was banned for that illegal courtship. <laughs> <laughs> that illegal courtship. <laughs> all right. Um... Was it really that it should really be a band because she wasn't into him at all? Uh, he was still trying. Still okay. Yeah. One sided is still. Not while the dance off's going. Okay. So, was that a light or dark scene? <laughs> <laughs> well, Consider to us about, as the observers, oh. that was light. To those living through it, I'm pretty sure that would be yeah, dark. I'm sure yeah. that was, yes. <laughs> I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> This is what we base Bert our system of government on. Where have we gone wrong? <laughs> I guess that means that the great dance-off of 37 was also kind of dark. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's in keeping. All right. So that's a scene. Okay. That's how we do that. <laughs> so a scene is oriented vertically, goes underneath an event, like thus. Cute. That's me. So, Aaron, oh, uh, the focus is dance-offs. So you don't have to do a dance-off. Uh, uh, actually, I did have an idea for the other one, so okay. which would be... Uh, oh, what was is this? An event or a scene? So we're done with periods now, right? No. Okay, so you can do a period. You can make an event, a period, or a scene. So, uh, I will actually do mine following the... Uh, uh, doing following the... Tr- 
uh, the Trail of the Great, uh, the Colossal Trout. Okay. Since when they landed, they obviously needed to restructure mm-hmm. government, so that meant new nobles to lead the way. So we have the uh, the Great Election Waltz. Okay. <laughs> you need to make an anchor character for that. All righty. Uh, so this is an event? Yes, this is okay. an event. I mean, it must be. Yeah. There has to be an event before there can be a scene. And, uh, well, it's not period. Yeah. So we'll need a new character for that. Yes, so. we will. Oh. Uh, so we'll go with uh, Lord Steppington the 14th. All right. He's the 14th Steppington? He is or 14th. is Lord his first name? Uh, so we really haven't figured that one out yet. Yeah. So. No, something to the fourteenth. Okay. So and looking the character. So what do we need to add onto those? I want to make sure. Uh, just a couple of details about how they relate to the peri- to the period. To the period. So this one. Uh, this one. Uh, extremely light. It's <laughs> like extremely light on his feet. Okay. Uh, but that's like quiet and not a good public speaker. (laughs) Okay. All right. So this will be our primary. All right. I'm trying to figure out. Don't know if this is light or dark yet. We'll figure that out as we go. Uh, no, you need to. Oh, just find yeah, it. we need to determine that now. Oh, do we? So, okay. like, I w- I put mine off a little bit just because we were doing a scene right okay. then, an embedded one. But you need to go ahead and decide. Uh, I will actually say uh, again, this is actually light because this uh, since the uh, exile, there had not been an election. Uh, other nobles had been lost, so this was seeing as renewing faith in the community. So, okay, all right. So it's light. All right, so we're going with light. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So we need the first uh, the first dance riot caused by illegal dance moves. So okay, <laughs> first dance riot. That's an event. Yep. What period is it an event in? Uh, I'd say the Camelot construction. Okay, so we need an anchor character. By <laughs> illegal dance moves. Obviously, it's dark. <laughs> uh, yeah, you think for a character. Uh, character would be. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, sadly, juvenile delinquent. Um, what else do I need for character aside from name? Uh, just a couple of details about mm-hmm. how they relate to the period, because okay. they're going to be, you know, important to the period from here on out. Teen Uh... 
forbidden dance moves. Did she use bluegrass music signaling? Oh, uses uses non-bluegrass music. Oh. Well, that's what started the riot. Yep. Renegade. Sunglasses. Sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um. Let's do it live. Let's do a scene. All right. For the, uh, <laughs> For his dance off, uh, oh, the great, the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, so all right, so for a scene, first state the question, okay, what started and what, what ended in, uh, Ross, sorry, <laughs> I'm just giving an example. <laughs> so, we're gonna go with who started the riot, okay, not what caused it. Who individually started it? Okay. Only have Um, and then what else do we need for this? Uh, okay, you need to uh, basically set the scene. Um, okay. What? Well, for one, if we already know anything from the history as established, you sort yeah. of need to recapitulate that, right. uh, which we don't much right now. Right. But where is the scene physically taking place? Uh, what's happening right before the scene starts? Okay. Yeah. When? Just sort of the scene setting details. Okay. So I'm going to say it is in... is in the Foster McMansion gazebo as Camelot's not done being built yet. Okay. So I will take the opportunity to point out that we have hypothesized a universe in which McMansions started being built much earlier <laughs> chronologically. <laughs> Truly, this is the point of divergence. <laughs> yep. And who all is there? Well, Sally, Sally, juvenile, juvenile delinquent. delinquent. <laughs> Small folk are great at names. <laughs> <laughs> and mine was subtle, right? Surely she is a member of the Pixie group. <laughs> I didn't specify, so yeah. Could be. Um, let's see, some founding members. So we'll say... <laughs> we'll say Boostros Bogdan. Boostros. Uh-huh. Said you're good at names. <laughs> All those years of study have paid off. Yeah. Um, he knew that you creative writers would enjoy this. <laughs> we'll say Big Seamus Big Chin. 
Yes. Okay. An ancestor. An ancestor. Yes. This is this. We're at the uh, construction of yeah. Camelot, and the first dance riot. Um, we'll say is happening during the great dance off to kind of parse meal out and segue in, in the creation of you know. Uh, you know, kind of the familial hierarchy, you know, the order, the structure, you know, what families are going to rise and which ones aren't. At which point, somebody used some illegal dance moves to try and shift the, their their name up in the pecking order, which resulted in... Um... <laughs> You're pre-answering the question. Oh. <laughs> it's just true. a possibility. It's just being a brainstorming. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nothing is set in stone. So, so those are people who have to be there who mm-hmm. shouldn't be there. You don't have to ban anybody. Okay, but you can. Okay. Including a group. Right. I'm gonna say the pixies are banned. I thought you said selling. No, but like. Doesn't that mean like we can't bring them in? Or does that is that like you know what I'm saying? Like is banning like a like out of game ban oh, or right. an in scene ban? You know what I'm asking? Like can they crash the party? No one can play a pixie. Right. But they can observe that a pixie shows up. Yes. So it's oh, about okay. character selection. It's okay. not actually about elements. It just means nobody can embody okay. a pixie. Except for Sally, because she's required. But well, she we don't know been, who Sally is. She so. hasn't been determined she to be a pixie. Categorically, she yeah. Um. <laughs> Ice cream fail. <laughs> okay, so... Um, so who's going to play who? Where do we start in the order? I forgot. Renee. Renee is first. Mm-hmm. Uh. Hmm. Okay. Also, with six people, like, you can choose to just... I'll, I'll be a background character. Yeah, <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't have any good ideas. Right. So if we need any <laughs> secondary characters, I can you step, can step in. in to be them. Mm-hmm. I had a good idea last time. This time I don't have a good idea. Um, I'm gonna be the uh, small co- small folk equivalent of uh, the riot police. This one. Um. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got a name for your cop? <laughs> yeah, you kind of... Oh, I need a name? Yeah. yeah. Um, Actually, no. You can play a group. Officer Krumke? Yeah, I figured that only need one. <laughs> McDougal's mother. That's like Constable. Yeah, the Constabulary. <laughs> Constabulary. Constabulary. Okay. Yeah. There will be more than one of us. Ross, I need the name of a late-level boss. A what? I need the name of a late-level boss. Okay. Kind of. Bill? Um... 
Uh, okay, so who's What's required? We, we've got Sally Juvenile Delinquent, Bustros Bogdan, and Big Shane Uh Let's start with Beavis. And none of them have been picked so far, no. and there are four people left at the table. All right, I'll I've, be Big Seamus. Okay. okay. That's the old event card. I was just oh, looking at okay. for a reason. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. the characters we have, so... Yeah, what's left? Yeah, uh, we've got Sally Juvenile Delinquent, <laughs> Boostro, and Boostros Bogdan. You cannot pick being a pixie. No, okay. okay. So, uh, I'll go with Boostros. <laughs> Boostros Bogdan? Bogdan. Okay. Okay, uh, Sally. Okay, well, I'm Sally. <laughs> <laughs> that was... no, no, you could pick someone else and force, and Jason, force Jason to be Sally. Oh, uh, okay. Um, oh, you mean make up a new person? What else have we established about the dance-off? Or the riot? Um... No it's taking place in the in the Foster McMansion gazebo okay. as a sorting order of like familial hierarchy, you know, kind of okay. like carving out who gets what. Okay, you know. okay. Uh, no, no, it's Sally Juvenile. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I will be. Oh. You know, what? I'm going to say this is this is where. Um, no, no, that doesn't make sense chronologically with what we've established. <sighs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I'll, keep I'll in try mind the, the I'll try the time mechanic. I'll try and I'll try the time mechanic. Okay. Um, so, what is the time limit on this? Um, I forget. Did you? You say know, you could play a young Master McDougal. But see, that's what I was thinking, but. Because then this could explain why he hates illegal dance moves. Yeah. <laughs> right, it yeah. really does. No, that's what, that was where my initial instinct was going. But yeah. just, since we've got, you know, older Bogdan, older Big Chins, like... Well, I mean, well but look at the space, so... Yeah. And this is, yeah, a young one, so... Yeah. Okay. Then I will be... I will just be McDougal as he has just freshly been appointed and yeah. has not achieved his. Doesn't go by anything. Yes. Well, Master might be his first name, but we don't know yet. Yeah, oh, that's true. <laughs> but it is listed him as Master of Ceremonies. So. Well, that's also his title, but it right. could also be his first name. Okay, Master, Master of Ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> you could be Young Master McDougal at this point. Okay. All right. Is he actually young? Or is that just um, <laughs> all right. So, so we got the scene. Yeah, Renee doesn't have a character, so mm-hmm. you can skip reveal thoughts. Um, Melissa, reveal mm-hmm. thoughts. Well, I'm the constabulary, so I have no idea that I'm needed. So I am uh, hanging out in the stable where the constabulary keeps their collection of uh, companionable ferrets and sparrows. What? <laughs> uh, we can talk to animals. Yeah. <sighs> Companionable. It's a hell of a word, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> I chose it. So you sure did. Right. <laughs> Apparently, Melissa has opinions about the police that I didn't realize. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you just implied bestiality. Yeah, that's <laughs> you totally did. That, that's yeah. very much what that means. Companionable does not mean anyway. <laughs> think, think of Firefly just for a moment. What are what are the companions? In that one universe. No, that's that's yeah. That's, that's why. 
friendly? Is that better? <laughs> yes. Sure, uh-huh. so, yes. So, so, so we should take it. Yeah, the, the, the song True Companion is just Fidu. Tamed, even? I'm with Melissa. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Go, <laughs> Okay. Um... <sighs> Big Seamus Big Jin, the unfortunately named, <laughs> compensating for much. Um, is well, large Seamus Big Jin was taken already. <laughs> See when they gets it. They're not good at names. <laughs> um, is mostly thinking about the uh, airplane bottle of Hennessy uh, that he smuggled into the waltz off. <laughs> Smuggled. <laughs> Very carefully, mind you, considering it's about half as tall as he is. Yeah. <laughs> is another small folk? Also, yes. <laughs> yes. His elderly granny, uh, the big chin. Oh, <laughs> granddad or Hennessy. Uh, Hennessy big chin. Yes. <laughs> from Tennessee. Hennessy from Tennessee. He's been, he's been aged in a barrel. <laughs> oh... Oh, I'm sorry. I want to call him Boutros. Like Boustros. Boustros Bogdan. Boustros yes. Bogdan. So, uh, Boustros is highly nervous because he realizes any waltz has a predetermined number. It's a specific pattern of steps. It has been driven into him since his childhood. And if he takes one step off of it, it communicates the wrong message, and he will be ostracized for it. This is pretty much his only, his last leg of standing in the community. Anxious boostros. <laughs> Got too real. <laughs> Dark. All right. Uh, Salad so. juvenile. Yes. Salad <laughs> juvenile delinquent. Um, <laughs> Uh, you have to get the, the whole... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, true. Uh, these squares, they're going to... Uh, uh, they're too hip uptight, man. They can't be doing this. This is this is killing their souls, man. I gotta teach them more than... There's more to life than bluegrass and waltz. There's rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Um, McDougal is just, he's really excited for this. This is going to be great. This is, you know, this is going to shape society, and I get to preside over this, and it's dancing, and I love dancing so much. I get to give a long speech. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's okay. Um, right, well. Big Seamus is going to start uh, making his way around the edges of the crowd, uh, trying to, you know, both loosen everybody up a bit because, man, does he hate how stuck up these things tend to get (laughs) and uh, improve his own status. Because, I mean, if he, you know, is more sober than everyone else, obviously he can. Well, he won't think he's dancing better than everyone else, but he will, in fact, be dancing better than everyone else. Uh, So he's going to be passing out the secret hooch. Okay. (laughs) All right. So is he going to be, is he passing out secret hooch to everybody or just? Um... His intention, he's passing it out to everyone that he can manage to pass it out to. Okay. So we will say that, uh... 
He's doing well enough, but with his partner, he unfortunately just is a little too stiff on the movements but it doesn't feel natural and flowing until, you know, he is handed a certain amount of alcohol that starts loosening up the movements and it's okay, but unfortunately it's a little too loose as he starts weaving in and out of other dancers' paths and nearly toppling at least a, a good line of other waltzers as we're going through. So, because he thinks, you know what? I need to make this dance my own. Let's take this for a spin. <laughs> okay. Okay, the music stops. Uh, and to everyone's horror, the, the vinyl record falls from the table and shatters on the ground. Uh, on the on, on the a turntable... Everyone s- in the background goes... <gasps> <laughs> uh, of course, there was a record scratch, too. And then uh, the record was thrown off the turntable. Uh, Sally Juvenile, uh, Sally uh, uh, Delinquent, uh, Juvenile Delinquent, um, and her gang of, uh, let's say, beatnik uh, greasers, uh, they uh, yell, Power to the people, man! We're gonna uh, uh, liberate you, squares! And they put a new record on, and it starts playing The Twist. Come on, everyone! Twist! <laughs> There's more than just bluegrass! This is the plot of Hairspray. <laughs> it's a chubby was rebellion. Was it ever not going to be the plot of Hairspray? <laughs> <laughs> the premise is dance. Um, McDougal's kind of frozen in place, because on the one hand, like... <laughs> you know, this is this is his big moment, and he's you know he's responsible, and this is. But honestly, he kind of kind of likes this. He's kind of <laughs> digging the beat, and the people are dancing. And he, yeah, you know, the people in the background are starting to like get into this whole twisting yeah. thing. <laughs> like honestly, like he's honestly shocked. Like so many people that he's just gotten so used to just being kind of you know stuck up aristocrats or. They're they're getting crazy out there. You know what? Like, he's just gonna step back for a moment and just let it ride and see how this plays out. <laughs> All right. The uh, constabulary messenger just takes note. He's not sure if anything you know crazy is happening yet, but he's paying attention. This could go badly. <laughs> okay. Uh, Big Seamus is down for this. Uh, this is, I mean, much less uptight than, than that waltz has been. So, uh, you know, while he's, like, pushing the cart around with the booze bottle, with the, you know, the cloak wheelchair. and hat on it. <laughs> yeah. With a little, you know, tiny little straw coming out of the top <laughs> that he could kind of dispense from. Uh, unfortunately, he's going to maneuver right over and not realize he's getting right behind uh, Bustros Bogdan. <laughs> and I can't, I can't force your character to do anything, but I can certainly set it up. <laughs> <laughs> I pass the flame so. to you. <laughs> oh. So yeah, I already I already pulled the flash dance on there. I'm not sure if I should do it this time around. So. We've got to have a dance right yeah. at some point. Okay, <laughs> it's a dark so event. Who's right? playing timer around here? <laughs> uh, 
No, as his Walt's partner is has become very irritated with his antics. She is Walt's off the field, but he finds a new sort a, a new partner in the uh, bottle that has become behind him <laughs> and realizes that he should do a twist well with the bottle around this and let everybody enjoy the festivities. So one cap goes off whiskey shower for all. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the riot began. The contemporary messenger departs to the chubby checker Larry. whiskey riot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel so, like that's so, probably a so so Booster Osbogden yeah. started the riot with the whiskey <laughs> bottle. The <laughs> the whiskey <laughs> bottle. <laughs> can we not get this clue game? Why can't we get this clue game? <laughs> All right. Okay, so I okay. guess this go. Oh, yeah, right now the answer. Yeah. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> of course, a dance move has to get scapegoated, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of bringing whiskey bottles, cross, cross, the, the scene's one. over. You can lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just on character, Bill. <laughs> <sighs> method. <laughs> Okay. I've been seeding a lie. Pardon your mm. silence. Don't <laughs> step down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Story games involve writing. Mm-hmm. It's a thing that happens. Oh, is this a dark or light? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, the riots technically, we already decided the riot was dark, so, I mean. But it freed up small folk society in the Camelot clans from the tyranny of Waltz. <coughs> and introduced the twist. I can go that way. There were showers yeah. of whiskey. <laughs> whiskey showers really on everyone. <laughs> right, so, well, wait. I mean, given the the provenance of these people, that that once you soak them in whiskey, it's it's time for fighting and feuding, yeah. <laughs> which explains. And Bogdan didn't start it, so some people oh, aren't going to like that. Yeah. So maybe, well, yeah, it doesn't have to be why the feuds. So uh, yeah. in this case, Table Rock is seated with a little Tennessee loopy juice. <laughs> Seems legit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Renee, it's your creation. So I'm going to do an event, which is the coronation of Queen... I have a name. (laughs) Queen, I have a name. Not good at naming. Not good at naming. Queen Anog Foster, right? Foster Mansion? Foster McMansion? So, yeah. So the coronation is that an event? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nope. How about any? Somebody googled up some Irish names. Yeah, I did. <laughs> well, actually, I googled Scottish names, but that's what came up. So, um. And uh, this relates to Lord Steppington the Fourteenth because he um, is basically the like the the main advisor the uh, to Queen Anog Foster. 
He's, uh, what do you call a vizier when you're not in the Middle East? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um. An advisor. Well, chief advisor. Chief. Chief chieftain. <laughs> um, and I am going to say that this is a, well, is it a light or a dark event? Everything else in this time period has been light, which makes me want it to be dark, but I kind of want it also to be light. <laughs> and gray is not an option, so... In conclusion, a land of contrasts. <laughs> Rich tapestry. <laughs> layers upon layers. I think I'm going to leave it light. Okay. Unless anybody has like a good reason to make it dark, and then uh, I will highly encourage any darkness to come underneath that. Is there also her assassination? <laughs> wow! It is not also her Just assassination. Pee all over my else, timeline. Why someone don't you? else could make that uh, event. I feel like the only way you could make it dark is to somehow imply that like. Lord Steppington was either a malactor or just like got thrust into that position, but was completely unqualified. So a, a, a Nicholas is hardest. Yeah, a Rasputin kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I am also going to do an event, but okay. I'm going to go down to the Camelot demolished period. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um. And do. I can write if you want me to. No, it's great. Um, and do an event. Hmm. That comes after the third scouting party. Uh, <laughs> this this is the the uh, the dance off to determine who is going to lead the fourth scouting lead party. The fourth scouting party because we've come to the conclusion, or or it could be that we will use not available. For reasons unknown, but for some reason, a new scout leader must be found. Well, I mean, we really has to. Oh, be a instead part of a dance off, yeah. that's still related yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah, okay. it's related if it's because definitely we not. Departure, we will. Is it yes. definitely not? It's we will. Definitely not. Okay. He cannot be. This is because this is a dance off to find his replacement. Well, if you don't want to do a dance off, you could do a trout whaling thing. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, well, I thought we had the focus. You, is you don't have to follow the fo- the focus. Oh. oh. But it's okay. getting pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, okay. I'm I'm gonna leave it open. This is an event, not a scene. So the event is the finding, choosing of the yeah new. the choosing of the new scout leader. Right. <laughs> we're yeah with the scout leader at this point. Depending, it's like we're getting into territory of I built this one castle. It sank into the swamp. We built the second castle. Well, that was what I was going for with yeah. the second and the third scout. <laughs> <laughs> For the fourth castle, it's straight This up. is humor. This is funny. And I'm going to suggest that this is light. Anyone disagree? This is, you know, a time of new hope and Oh, progress. so it's the fourth scouting party, a new hope? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Yes. Does anyone disagree with it being It was light? so much better than the, the first three scouting parties. <laughs> they should have just skipped right to the fourth scouting party. Right. So, and so we straight over the just first, cast, second, and third. We've just cast <laughs> Wee Willie Big Chin as Hayden Christensen. There we go. Also, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um... Where is, yeah, where's the palette? I'd like a look at that. Um, (laughs) 
Okay. Um, I'm going to make a new period. Uh, it's going to be the reign of the Earl of Carport. Where is this going? <laughs> Just a sec. Unacceptable! <laughs> You're not a fan of that character, Melissa? <laughs> what, the can, one can who's it, made incredibly irritating? The voice? And the can, can we watch Rick and Morty? Personality <laughs> defects? The everything, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Um, hmm. I'm going to spell. <coughs> Spoon! <laughs> The Earl of Carport is a, uh, yeah, well, he comes from a, you know, one of the noble clans living in a McMansion uh, that names themselves after the various fiefdoms within the McMansion that they rule. Uh, so he rose to power <laughs> while presiding over the carport. So no, no garage, just carport? Yeah. After having triumphed over the Duke of Kitchen. Uh, well, they have a garage and a carport. <laughs> yeah. The carport's really for the boat. There's yeah. a Duchess of Garage, don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Well, yeah. Actually, they have a carport because it goes with the car house. Yeah. The carriage house? Yeah. No, car house. Okay. <laughs> H O H A U S. Yes. Oh yeah. And don't forget the war with the moving uh the moving kingdom of RV. No wars. Oh sorry, the, the rivalry with the moving yeah. kingdom yeah. of RV. <laughs> the series. Um yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um actually Yeah. I am gonna make it a dark period because Earl of Carport. <laughs> well, there's a reason why I got demolished. He so kinda... question. When like when is it done? <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I'm curious. Like I'm, I'm just curious. Okay, so I could create an event within this uh, period because I'm the lens right now. Oh yeah, you can nest. Yeah, but I don't feel like it, uh, so I'm not gonna. Um, so that means there is a brief interregnum, and then Aaron becomes the lens. So we will cover okay. the interregnum, and then we'll discuss going on. Because essentially, when one lens is done, plus the legacy phase, uh, is the end, is a place mm. to stop. So, um, here's how we do a legacy. Um, the player to the right of the current lens, you know, picks something that appeared during this last focus and makes it a legacy. So, and a legacy means, um, well, I'll go ahead and read the rest of the legacy instructions so you can sort of understand that. Um, actually, I guess maybe for legacy to be important, maybe everyone does have to follow the focus, which I mean, with the exception of me, well, there still could be dance fights within that. I'm sure there would, since the uh, Earl of Carport presides over a dark period. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there would be dance fights aplenty. Um, (laughs) At any rate, uh, the the legacy player... um, So you pick something that appeared during this just-past focus, makes it a legacy. Then that same player creates either an event or a dictated scene that relates to one of the legacies in play. There will only be one right now. So you'll make an event or a dictated scene. Where you answer your own question. Um, yeah. 
if there were more legacies in play, you could play off those legacies. But right. So, there so what does so a legacy can't. do? Like, what is the purpose of a legacy? So each focus is dialed in on a specific area that that lens wanted to focus on. Mm-hmm. The legacy is a chance to bring something else in at the end of it before you okay. move on to the next focus. It's kind of a palate cleanser, except it has nothing to do with the palate. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm just supposed to pick a random thing here? Yeah, something that was talked about in this last round. In the last round. So, like, choosing a new scout leader, the dance-off, the illegal dance moves, right. coronation, and then the election vaults, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A person, place, oh, and also the thing, uh, as long as it's not too vague, an idea. That was discussed. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> For instance, airplane bottles of alcohol. Are we going to be that general? Yeah. Like, okay. tell us something about the people's views of airplane bottles of alcohol now. Or Well, yeah, you don't even have to, like, do something as broad as that, but you can make an event or a scene about if you picked airplane bottles of alcohol. Well, okay, so, so to make this easier, um, we'll choose that, but we'll say, so I get to add something to it now? You get to add an event... Or a dictated scene, not dictated. Uh, okay. But yeah. so I will. I will do. I will do a uh, dictated scene. Okay. In what event? Um. And events can have more than one scene. Okay. Um. But what I'm going to do is a dictated scene with the first fish fry. Okay. Um, where we establish that... That's since, not one of the ones that we oh, did yeah. last round. Hmm. No, Does she can matter? put it anywhere. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said it had to be one of the ones we did last round. Sorry. No. Okay. Well, she's the linking. The thing has to be from... Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sorry, I so, didn't understand. What is the dramatic question? The dramatic question... Involving airplane bottles of alcohol yes. and the first fish fry. Yes. The dramatic question is... Um, what is the small folks' favorite holiday? And okay. the answer is anytime there's airplane bottles of alcohol, <laughs> that's a holiday for the small folk. In fact, they, they don't have traditional holidays. They mark that today is a holiday by having an airplane bottle of alcohol. Okay. So you can declare any day a holiday <laughs> if you can get your hands on an airplane bottle of alcohol. You have to say Very airplane Roman. bottle of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> and that is how you establish a holiday yeah. in the small They don't even know what an airplane world. is, really. No. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> the big eight just talk about it. Yeah. Um, so how do I how do I represent that? Okay, so just okay. make the event, write down the question and the answer. I guess you can skip all the scene setting. Actually, I would like to hear this. Like I mean that's sort of a vague question. For a, for a scene, so what is it about the first fish fry and airplane bottles of alcohol that, makes that shows us that this is why? Like you're you're establishing several things with this legacy, like with this scene, mm-hmm. you're answering several questions at once. Yes. So, like, what actually happens? Tell us the story of this scene. Well, I guess that establishment has happened earlier than that, but at the first fish fry mm-hmm. um, is where we see a scene of this is how small folk establish a holiday. Okay. And part of what made the first fish fry um, such an event was that 
multiple families had managed to get their hands on okay. a bottle to make it a holiday. Okay. Yes? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. Like, I have things I would say, but I shouldn't, so I shan't. <laughs> so, like, were there, like, three bottles? Were there, like, seven? Like There were probably more like seven. Okay. This was a... It was a major holiday. It's part of what made fish fry such a big thing. <laughs> so they are very Ozarkian, and fish fry means a whole lot. Drunk Get fest. Turned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> the crunk shall begin. Turned AF, even. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay. Um, so what normally happens if you have multiple legacies in play, which you also should write out a legacy mm-hmm. card uh, for that, is that like there would be up to six legacies out and you could write about any one of them. Uh, you also, as the legacy player, could choose to write down a new legacy, but there can't be more legacies than there are players. So you would have to discard yours but mm-hmm. if it, to take a new one. But if anybody liked yours better than theirs, they could take it. It's essentially a way to just keep out, you know, elements other than foci in the mix. Um, and this is sort of the break point. Uh, we could go another round or we can, you know, take a break, do some fake character creation. And like, I mean, I think you can see already, like, this game is recommended for a max of five players. You can see how six kind of pushed it out there a little bit. Yeah. But like, we made a lot of history in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. I feel we, we could do character creation at this point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. Feel out where we want to go with the game. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, since it's fake character creation, yeah. we'll do the guest hosting thing. We'll come, like, do the maths part silent yeah, yeah. and come back for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, hey, it's Russ Payton with Robot Bug Radio. Uh, we're playing uh, Small, small Folk, Fake Core. Fake Core. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Rumble on top of the rocks or something. <laughs> top of the rock. <laughs> top, yeah, top, of the rock. top of the rock. That's going to be the campaign. Name. Okay. Yep. Um, but we're doing uh, the bit uh, in Fate Core where you know you do the phase aspects. Um, so everybody's written out their first phase adventure and uh, gotten their aspect out of it. So we thought we'd go once around the table, record those. So if you would uh, give us you know your name, your character name, and then tell us a story. Oop. So uh, I guess I was looked at first, so I will go first. So, hey, it's Aaron. Uh, I will be playing Adrian Sparkplug. And so uh, one of the uh, techies, uh, I forgot the race name. Since Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins, thank you. It's I. Gremlins, 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 okay. Don't feed Aaron after midnight. I think that was a standard rule regardless. But anyway, uh, so for the Phase 1 adventure, uh, the story that we had is that... Uh, Top of the Rock, we've all, uh, everybody has basically migrated from Camelot to yes. where we are now. Uh, and that was a long, arduous journey. So during that move, before they got to the area, they had to cross one other large river, um, okay. to them at least. Sure. Uh, that was impassable. It was moving too fast. So the gremlins, by stroke of luck, managed to come across a uh, rusted out hulk of a, tra- a human tractor. And figured out a way to make that into a makeshift bridge. A human-sized tractor, right? Not like yes. Tesla or the Iron Man? No, no. No. Oh. You didn't have to bring that into this. Drills. Anyway. Um, no, they, so they managed to get that. Unfortunately, again, it was a rust bucket of a 
of a tractor, so it would only hold up for so long. And as Adrian and the other gremlins were going around, his best friend hit a pot and managed to go into the river. Uh, but luckily enough, since Adrian is constantly crafting as his people do, uh, he had crafted a small little grappling gun out of the disused wire wiring from okay. it and managed to save his friend last minute before that device went up and spoke. So... Since at that point he gained his little uh, name and also aspect for Weaver of the Wire wiring. Okay, all right, I like it. All right, it's good stuff. Thanks. Uh, hey, it's Rose Bain, uh, and I am playing Billy Juvenile Delinquent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Naming in this campaign yeah. so far is a thing of wonder. Renegade Brownie. Renegade Brownie. And uh, so, yeah, the Juvenile Delinquent family um, had been banished or had disappeared long ago from Camelot. Uh, but one day, uh, as the, the, the people of Camelot were debating whether or not they should leave Camelot because of due to deterior the situation was getting bad but the the elders wanted to keep their their control over everything so they wouldn't let anyone go uh, and they uh, ruthlessly used dance fighting to keep the people in line uh, but uh, one day uh, a uh, Billy juvenile delinquent showed up in leather jacket at all and uh, challenged all the elders to dance fighting and won them all allowing the people the freedom to move uh, and everyone then realized he was last of the juvenile delinquents uh um, and uh, the he will, will not speak of what happened to the rest of his family, but um, a man of mystery, uh, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's uh, Billy Juvenile Delinquent. All right, uh, this is Jason. I'm playing Sean Wonderlust, and I am a clickless knockaround. <clears throat> and during the Great Migration, uh, a large group of the small folk got separated. And um, actually started to kind of set up their own little, like, border town as the uh, the Knocker faction refused to open uh, a secret mining gateway to the chapel to get everyone out of there. Who, who uh, ran this border town? <laughs> well, I'm getting there. Give me a <laughs> Um, as they took an offense with the Brownie faction. Um, and so all the other factions, you know, took up sides behind uh, the two, uh, the patriarch and matriarch of these two. Um, and I uh, I just happened to drift in and decided to, uh, exp- I mean, um, sort the situation out. Um, so I flipped between the two sides, building a solid rep, uh, doing odd jobs for Harvey Big Stones and Delana Wind, uh, Windhow. Uh, their lieutenants, uh, Nadia Pebble and Samuel Shiny, uh, we're not real happy about me rising through the ranks, but uh, unfortunately I used their pettiness and uh, ambitions against them. And um, having finally convinced uh, all sides to flee by cultivating an atmosphere of boredom and claustrophobia, I used the uh, the secret mining magic taught to me by Harvey as thanks for extracting his daughter from uh, a tedious romantic triangle to lead the people to the chapel. <laughs> extracting. <laughs> All right. And, and uh, uh, the aspect is called, uh, if you don't know what a man wants, how can you stop him? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jason becomes Snake Plissken of the small folk. Uh, I was thinking more Peter Baelish. Okay, all right. All right. I'll, that works. Can, can we just give that one an also yes? <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... Uh, Congratulations. I am as glad to have that aspect as you are. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, I'm Renee, and I am playing Cinnamon Posh. She's a brownie by the book. Um, So when uh, 
Mr. Juvenile Delinquent finally came to town and convinced everybody to move, we had no way to actually transport all of our stuff, uh, the, few, the the stuff that we wanted to take with us. So um, we were all kind of scrambling, like nobody knew what to do. And then I recall the stores of Lord Steppington, where he had squirreled away all of these carnival prizes from Camelot, mm-hmm. in which were um, tens of plastic monster trucks that we could then paint and um, rework to use for our moving needs. And um, that's how uh, we got all of our things to our new location. And uh, that gives me the... It's not as clever as anybody else's, but I'm just calling myself the lore maven. Okay. Mm -hmm. The lore of the toy trucks. (laughs) That would be lore. Okay, uh, this is Melissa, and I am playing Dusty Spikespear. She is a, a pixie, as you would assume by the name. Um, so, after we had been at the chapel for a week or so, we had our first encounter with a wedding party. Being a chapel, this is a thing that happens occasionally, but the first time it happened, it was a bit overwhelming, um, and we realized our stores of food and supplies were at risk because the humans invaded every corner of the chapel with very, very little warning. Um, so my quick thinking, let me create a very effective distraction to allow the others to move our stash in time. Because it turns out that with a small bit of mouse hide and a couple of ears on sticks, I could send the bridal party fleeing from the dressing room because we all now know how humans feel about rodents. <laughs> and that's how I came by the aspect of the great mouse distraction. <laughs> <laughs> still keep that costume on hand because you never know. Okay. Um... Do we want to do it live, or do we want to give people a chance to write stuff down and do that? Okay, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll be we'll back in a moment. All right. So lazy tonight. Uh, all right, that's a great story. We're, uh, anyways, we're back. Uh, we're Wait, doing our crossover adventure. Parts. You can edit five seconds off. No, I can't. No, yeah, it's possible. <laughs> it's, technology doesn't exist, Bill. Maybe in ten years. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, the more we talk about, the harder it will be to edit. So, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> oh. So, all right. Uh, well, for the first crossing pass, that's actually one between. Uh, I forgot your character's name. Was I'm sorry, Dusty. Dusty, thank yeah. you, Dusty, and myself. So uh, mm-hmm. I will let her start off, and then uh, let's like continue. So, mm-hmm. so the first challenge that we face is how to feed ourselves, and in true uh, small folk tradition, we have a uh, policy of if someone else has food, we feel a certain license to share um however the others don't always agree with this so i had a slight run-in with the clan that lives at arnie's barn i felt like they had an abundance of food to share which just to contextualize for you know people listening to this uh, arnie's barn is the name of one of the restaurants at top of the rock it is a mexican restaurant the other uh we have renamed Arnie's Barn, we have not renamed. That's the name of one in real because life. why would we? Yeah. <laughs> the other one, uh, we have renamed to Colonel Zaxby's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go on. Anyway, there were wonderful, you know, fried food smells coming from Arnie's, so that's where I went first and struck up what I thought was a very amicable, maybe straightforward, but amicable conversation about food sharing and was promptly shut down um, and turned away without anything. So I went back and decided that it was time to take matters into our own hands. So I listed the help of... What's your name? Oh, uh, sorry. Adrian. Adrian. <laughs> because Adrian is someone that I have observed to be very resourceful. 
and can sometimes come up with solutions to interesting problems. So I built a welding torch out of this match. Exactly. He's that guy. A used match. So <laughs> <laughs> He's that good. <laughs> so we put our heads together and we come up with somewhat of a scheme slash plan to alleviate some of the abundance of pinto beans and guacamole and wonderful chips that are at Arnie's. For the cilantro um, stays. The cilantro stays. Who needs cilantro? Whoa. Keep cilantro. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> um, and so while I have a pretty good idea of how to get in there and I'd kind of scouted out the place, my major issue was how to get the food from point A to point B. Um, and that's where my comrade came in. Uh, knowing that this would be something of a new challenge and we also had a lot of... Uh, Retrofit. That's uh, like re- uh, uh, unused. Uh, yeah, cars, smaller cars. That that's uh, like toy monster trucks. Uh, we. Fi- I figured I could actually get my friends together to create a micro machine, so to speak. And uh, we. That's like retrofitted it out uh, to be able to haul much more than it was very quickly. Uh, so Dusty and I made our plans to go. That's like in the middle of the night. Race there. She would take care of all the. Uh, Extraction, as we'll call it. Alleviation. Yeah, alleviation. Uh, loading, and I would be very carefully uh, transporting the rest of this at high speed back to the chapel. Without losing any of the boundaries. Exactly, yes. because I've heard, uh, I, I've heard that, it, you know, uh, there are legends of people who could drift anywhere they, they wanted to. I'm not sure what that means, but I'm, I think I have to assume it comes has something to do with driving. <laughs> it was your inspiration. Yes. Right. So. <laughs> so this is how I end up with the aspect of Pixie Robin Hood, because as far as I can tell, this is really just, you know, spreading out the wealth and making things more yeah. even. And, and since I was not only gathering parts, uh, like creating something from a various amount of parts, I was also bringing a various amount of food to our people, uh, gifting me with my aspect, uh, Cornucopia Overdrive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Billy Juvenile's first crossover adventure uh, was uh, while spying on humans uh, to study to learn them uh, and their habits. Uh, I learned that they had a plan to poison the chapel, bug bomb it. Um, so I grabbed the nearest gremlin, which happened to be Adrian, uh, yeah. and uh, to sabotage the bombs before it was too late. But. Of course, we detonated the bomb. We did detonate the bombs before they got into the chapel, but that was near an anthill, uh, and so that released a cat, you know, a wave of uh, ants that we then had to outrun. Uh, it was a long night of running from a horde of ants. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and so that the aspect for me is self-styled human expert. So, because clearly he was obviously going to go to the chapel, and you know, clearly I didn't just detonate some pesticides for no reason. Uh, and he kept <laughs> screaming Jeff Daniels for some reason. Yeah. I didn't get it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then uh, for my next crossover adventure, uh, I spotted some humans uh, drop that dropped a a. a, a Score of food, a, uh, a wrapped package, still intact package of Twinkies on the golf grounds as it fell from the golf cart. Uh, so I got uh, Sean uh, to, so we went out to grab it and drag it back, but it was just out in you know, open ground. And we had to uh, uh, 
the problem was that a squirrel had also seen the package, and so we had to keep the squirrel away from the uh, the Twinkies. And so it was basically Jaws, but on a golf course, and it was a squirrel. And <laughs> so really terrible. I think we can get funding for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the aspect of that is not a stand-up knockaround, because so, uh, he, he stood his ground against the uh, deadly squirrel. Um, so... Uh, yeah, deadly, big. Yeah. deadly squirrel yeah. was the name of my uh, Appalachian death metal band. <laughs> oh, their first EP. Um, so yeah, so chitter, you son of a flop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got those squeakies. <laughs> yeah, they were delicious. <laughs> all right, um, all right. So uh, my first uh, crossing path adventures. Um, you know, being a Get a clickless knock around. I get sent out to do uh, do the real hands-on work for people. Yeah, and I got contacted by the uh, the local uh, circle track uh, champion and um, <laughs> alleged bootlegger uh, Manny Cogma, and uh, <laughs> he uh, he sent me to go deal with some goblins who just snatched his his, uh, his newest set of wheels. You know how gremlins are about their friggin' their toys and whatnot. So <laughs> I I have I can't say what my friends will do. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, while I was down there, I ran literally into uh, some whacked out pixie who uh, reeked of acetylene and cordite. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dozy Pyro fancied herself a woman of the people and was there to snatch the goblin stash of uh, pop rocks and raisins. <laughs> I tried to convince her of the value of going quiet. She didn't listen. <laughs> what? Pop rocks and raisins? I'm confused. Edible and explosive. <laughs> raisins? Well, I don't She know. had raisins. Yeah. You have no idea the power it's, of raisins. You need health food to go along with the sugar. We just uh, have been discussing this. Right. Fiber. <laughs> okay. I also believe that raisins are fiber. Yeah. Like, perfectly packaged. Okay. I'm sorry. You can make Please go on. <laughs> um, fortunately, I'm pretty good at picking up things people aren't advertising, so uh, I managed to learn uh, how to negate magic from her and... Uh, Stopped the uh, goblins from shifting her bombs around before things got a little hairy. And uh, mm-hmm. this got me the aspect, um, does thinking you're the last sane man on the planet make you crazy? <laughs> okay. Uh, again, I can work with that. All right. Um, let's, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, my uh, crossing pass has to do with Billy Delinquent. You see our brownie chief, Ghirardelli, he sent us on a mission to try and raid... Colonel Zaxby's, um, but Billy, being Billy, um, someone was dancing, not, they were just practice dancing, they weren't like, it wasn't a dance-off, until, of course, Billy made it into a dance-off. Their moves were weak. Uh, That's what he said, and, um, then they challenged him to a dance-off, um, and I got really irritated at this, and I yelled at Billy that he was going to blow our cover, but uh, that actually blew our cover. <laughs> so um, Billy uh, challenged somebody else to distract um, the the community of uh, people who have gathered around to see his dance off, and he's so damn good that um, uh, we both managed to escape um, because they were just so in awe. And uh, that's how I discovered that Billy, juvenile, delinquent, and I aren't so different. <laughs> All right, uh, Melissa, you've got another one, right? I do. Okay. Um, so one of the ways that pixies pass time 
is uh, betting. Really like betting each other. And usually this comes in the form of dares. Truth is boring. Dares are always better. (laughs) So one night, one of my pixie friends uh, dares me with a very, very high wager that there is no way in the world that I would ever manage to get Cinnamon Posh drunk. I accept this bet. (laughs) So one night, I succeed in doing this. And let's just say... Somewhere in the midst of the evening, Cinnamon Posh is so inebriated that she decides that we need to visit the golf shop. And this is also the evening that we discover that the golf shop has a uh, an award-winning cat. an award-winning cat named Tiger. Yeah. And uh, so, Cinnamon, <laughs> would you like to explain how you felt upon meeting Tiger? I just cat? wanted to make friends with him. Right. He's just a, such a pretty kitty. Right. And I just wanted I just wanted to hang out with him. <laughs> And this is when I discovered why we don't get brownies drunk. Everyone knows this. This is sort of accepted fact, and we very rarely have to redo the evidence. But this was one of the evenings where we once again learned it's a bad idea to drink with brownies. Um, It's also the night that I get the aspect of girls just want to have fun. Um, Because even the most uptight of brownies occasionally needs to have an evening with a cat. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hey, Rod? Uh, For the last one. Uh, When conferring with my fellow gremlins about ways to best procure or procure foods for the chapel, uh, we realized that during the, uh, well, what the humans have called receptions, they leave out a a massive amount of food that usually is not going to be all eaten at any Mm -hmm. point. But... We want to make, uh, but we we know that it's kind of almost table scrapped or not as good when they go around. However, because of one incident, we learned that they are very very skittish when uh, that's like any time that the uh, the house rains come, as we expect. Some where usually one of them will hold a, a mound of fire too close to the ceiling and. It'll all go. That out. happens a lot. So, well, certain weddings which they have lots of candles. I'm just up. saying, Billy's not the only juvenile delinquent in the human world. <laughs> so, uh, but of course, the, scouting out the last wedding, he realized that this one is not going to have any candles, so he needs another set of fire. And he figured that the best way to do that would to be able to create something that could burn really hot uh, near. The, near the epicenter of the weddings, which is always this gigantic cake. So he talked to uh, Cinnamon Posh to create the appropriate materials he would need to create uh, very, a very flammable decoration that could go on. And what he decided to stuff into was the groom piece on the cake. So the minute that they got up there, he set his device off, and a flaming torch of what used to be the groom of this wedding called down the house reins and provided a great scavenging opportunity for everybody. So, uh, and which that that little job allowed me the aspect of the burning groom. Okay. Yeah. You already did. Yeah, I already went. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ross, Buck, you're... Because <laughs> I'm a uh, juvenile delinquent. Yeah, that's, that's so playing to strength. Yeah, I'm, I'm a rebel. School. School. <laughs> Renegade. Jason, you want to do your second one? Yeah, yeah, sure. So... Uh, so there I was. I found myself up the hill. You know, the brownies neck of the woods. Uh, I was with a crew of sprites who were wanting to pick up some uh, spice. Um, met up with this girl. She had posh in her name. Uh, she was going to fix the hippies up. Turns out she was what they wanted. Uh, some kind of shotgun wedding thing. Didn't really sit too well with me. So uh, I managed to slip into the, uh, into the old high club and uh, spread the word that Cinnamon got snatched. 
And then uh, made my way back down the hill. Uh, before you know it, I was circle dancing my way through uh, through the spike camp to let her know the uh, the blackjack and brass knuckles crowd was on their way. So uh, during my capture, uh, they eventually threw me into a cage. Uh, of course, they had to like you know bring food in and whatnot. And while um, well, in that cage, I managed to get an imprint. The jailer foolishly kept the uh, key on a uh, necklace, and mm-hmm. I managed to grab that and get an imprint of the key without him noticing. And um, so when the distraction of all the other... Um, my the pals, basically, came... Yeah, the other brownies came... Um, I created uh, a key for myself to escape the uh, cage and managed to sneak off into the night. Uh, And that gave me the aspect of corner pieces are the best. (laughs) See, because brownies, that's the joke. (laughs) Get it? Get it? Yeah. And And also they are the best. Since I managed to uh, walk in and out of all this... uh, Without uh, without a nary bit of trouble, I earned myself the aspect. Uh, we need a chameleon, someone who can blend in anywhere. All right, uh, is that everybody? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both times through. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, that's the end of character creation. Next time, we'll actually start doing things. Whatever, so, we did a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is yeah. great gameplay, but like, there's a reason I feel lazy. You guys did all the lifting. <laughs> yeah. Good job. All right, we'll see you guys later. All right, bye.